new on CuriosityStream. Have researchers figured out a mathematical formula for success? A clearer understanding of how success happens could lead us to change the rules. Gain a new perspective on getting ahead. It's science of success. And the U.S. won the space race, but not without help from the Nazis. They were just years ahead of us. Meet NASA's rocket scientists of the Third Reich on the moon landing and the Nazis. Watch now on CuriosityStream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com. Here we go, Mr. To the show. Happy Sunday. This is as good as sports get now. Can you go see a sport now? Are you still you allowed can, to see sports? can, but only one of, one of two people. So, like, you got to get two tickets, and then you got to, like, tell somebody, like, hey, you want to go to the show with me or the game? And then you got to tell them at the last second and say, I'm going alone because there's 50% capacity. Thanks so sorry. And for half of my ticket. So it's just us today. Uh, schedules got all mixed up. Things happened this week. So our investor couple will be coming out in the new year. But welcome. Welcome that back, is, That is my fault. Thank, okay. Thanks for having me on the show again, TK. I'm, no, today I'm, I'm on I'm your glad show. Glad to be today here. Today I'm on your show. Are, am I going to... Tr- you, you got the agenda today. Am I going to try and interview you today and absolutely not be able to? Nobody cares about that. Nobody cares about that. You know what everybody cares about, though? What's that? The metaverse. True. Do you care about the metaverse? I care about parts of the metaverse. Yes. I also care, care. about the real universe too. More, more than the metaverse. More. But I like I like how the metaverse interacts with the real world. So the metaverse. Are they independent of each other, TK? Is the metaverse separate? Hold on, ask me the question. From the universe. Ask me the question that everyone asks on their podcast. What is the metaverse and what is not the metaverse? Okay. Are you gonna ask TK? me the question? It, it's more impactful when you when you say it. Well, it I don't know that it's a good question, but TK, and I don't know that you're the guy that has the right answer. I definitely but, don't. Disclaimer. TK, what in your opinion, what is not the metaverse? The metaverse is not one single state of entertainment or exploration or um, awareness. I'll it's tell you what it's a not. Multi- you know what, Daryl? Why don't I just interview you then? Okay. <laughs> you know one thing it's not what is it it's not able to trade real real estate yet it definitely is not able to trade any real real estate yet they're working on no that, real real estate but it is very able to trade virtual real estate virtual real estate yeah you can buy next door to snoop dog and i'm sure he'll invite you over to one of his barbecues 200 grand if you want to live beside snoop dog. us yeah right so, so answering what it's not, answering yep. what it is, are irrelevant. Okay. Completely irrelevant because it's so early. Nobody even knows what this thing is capable of. 
what it basically is, is being inside the internet, if that makes any sense. It's a, it's a different version of the internet is, is what the metaverse is. I mean, we're in it now. We're online. We're, you know, we're, there's a bunch of people at different times of day in different time zones in different areas watching us. And it doesn't even matter. Like, and we're online. We're like these talking fake heads online. They don't even know. For all they we don't know. Have bodies. We don't have bodies. Or brains. We just have faces, shoulders. Have you seen, but have you seen some of the like AI technology that like there's, there's AIs that just talk to each other on YouTube. They have full conversations, but you've heard it here first folks. Okay. Daryl Frankfort has defined the metaverse. It's what it's, it's everything. It's everything. It really is. is. It's, 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 nobody has the right answer. So that's why it's a great question because it's defined so many different ways. We are definitely in the metaverse right now. And the metaverse is going to be spilling into the real world as we know it little by little by little, just like our friend Ryan Serhant. Yeah. So let's go into that. And I think he's dead right. So Ryan Serhant, okay, is a million dollar listing New York. He's got a coaching program. We've had him on our team for um, little, you know, pep talk stuff and, 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 and different programs. And I've read, uh, I think he's got two books. I've read both those books. Um, he's definitely a top producing real estate agent. I think he's the number one broker in New York. I know that at one point he was. This According guy to does, that like, show, he is. He does. He does like crazy, crazy, crazy deals. He sells entire buildings of, of, of apartments in New York. And according to this article, $5 billion worth of real estate and he's a young guy. Like he's like my age. He's like, he's like in his mid thirties. It bothers me that he has gray hair and, and he's so young. It's a genetic thing. I've got family with that in, in, in their twenties went all gray. It doesn't bother me that he has actually gray hair. It bothers me that he doesn't diet something other than gray. But anyways, that has nothing to do with our topic. Nothing. He's a smart guy. And he's, I think, you know, Brilliant. he's, he's definitely out there and he deals with like high net worth people and what what we are definitely going to see is people that just made a fortune in crypto and they want to divest a little bit, you know, as much yeah. as they're we, all we, in. We brought this up. We brought this up because he's smart. He's getting his name out there that he's the guy who can help them spend their crypto, right? Absolutely. That's, That's why he's going out there saying he's transacting. And he's saying Absolutely. he's doing a couple deals a month. Right now, this is a brokerage level, so I'm <clears throat> not sure how many deals they'd be doing. Let's guess that they do 50 to 100 transactions in that brokerage. Who knows? So a month? Two, a month. So two uh, transactions a month are crypto. And one of them is wallet to wallet, which to me makes the most sense. I don't know what the transaction costs are for like BitPay and all these other types of stuff. But if I'm a seller and I'm going to get paid in crypto, that's already more volatile than me getting paid in US dollars. And then I also have to pay some sort of fee or vice versa as a buyer. It, you know, it kind of takes away from the transaction. Whereas if it's wallet to wallet, that to me seems like it's the right way to do it. Wallet to wallet's good for payment. But uh, this, what, what, what is not happening at the moment is all the other friction is not being eliminated. So it's, it's, what are we doing? It's impossible to at this point. Right. Because but of, all we're doing is allowing, I guess, well, he's putting up his hands and going, yeah, like if you want to, change your Bitcoin into physical asset, 
I'll help you do it. And I'll arrange you with somebody else that's like-minded. But all he's doing wallet to wallet is, yeah, eliminating some fees on the money. But none of the rest of the process is being digitized or anything. No, We're just talking about it. Unfortunately, that is so far away. There's, yeah. there's the, the government needs to get involved for that. And we all know Which, yeah, I think how wallet, long that's going to take. Wallet to wallet is probably peanuts to do. It depends, I guess, where your wallet is. If you have an online wallet, it's one thing. But the, I, it, that's not the issue in real estate, being able to pay for stuff, right? Especially in that kind of a price point. Like those people can wire money. I mean, the new Bitcoin money or the new Ethereum money and like all these new Dogecoin millionaires, that's, that's a different story. That's where all their wealth is. And this is a godsend. Like they need places to spend it. Otherwise, who knows what's going to happen to it if it stays in that currency, right? But, but what, what's important is that people are already doing it and it will increase like exponentially in the next few years. And, and he's not the only guy that recognizes this. Like this is happening all over the place, right? I'm, I'm 100% aware and on board for uh crypto transactions i think that's going to be the very that's as far as it's going to go for a little while there i've done my research i've looked into it it's not easy and it's not uh something that is going to be very well adapted and well, uh, the real estate so, industry is like full of dinosaurs and even the young people today are going to be dinosaurs soon too right well i think that there's a whole buying group out there Enough of a buying group out there that will buy now for certain products. So, so certainly it's going to be much more difficult to digitize mm. and eliminate all the friction and have people buy instantly like uh, a, re a, a resale home. Okay. Right. Let's just talk quickly about um, some of the challenges with the crypto. Right. High transaction fees. Okay. In the States, they have something that's the 1031 exchange, right? On the sale of uh, capital, right? So in order to be able to transfer from one capital to another to, to avoid capital gains taxes, you can do what's called a 1031 exchange. I don't understand it. Watch a YouTube video on it if you want to get more info on that, but they have, they have that. In Canada, we don't. So if I- Tax deferment, if you buy if, more real estate with the profits from the other real estate. Yeah. So again, so maybe that's something that crypto people will be able to take advantage of. But in Canada, we don't have that. So when you realize your gains on that crypto, you're paying tax because going from crypto to Canadian dollars, you pay capital gains on that amount of money that now has been realized. You have to pay tax on it. Even going from Bitcoin to Doge, you have to pay tax on that. You're realizing right. your gains. So, But this is huge. not... But this is not what the market needs, like a few people that can buy with Bitcoin from other people that have a Bitcoin wallet and want that Bitcoin. The market doesn't need that, right? I, I mean, that would be good, but there's like, there's like that's such a tiny, tiny bit of market that you'd have to, like you have to find the people that have the Bitcoin wallet in order to transfer it right into their Bitcoin wallet. And you have to find somebody that's willing to sell this fairly stable asset for another asset that is like was 69,000 like two months ago and Out now there. it's like 40 grand yeah 
right? So there's challenges. There's challenges. So it's but right in the now, metaverse, in the virtual section of the metaverse, you yes. can friction and frictionlessly buy for your cryptocurrency, whether it's Bitcoin, Ethereum, Dogecoin, like you can swap it for wherever you're gonna buy mana for Decentraland or uh what's the other one? Um the sandbox, SND, it's called, I think. Anyways, whatever it is, you just buy the, the mm. currency or swap it out for your Bitcoin and buy a piece of real estate there. And all the people that are laughing or think that it's fucking ridiculous to spend like all this money in the metaverse or in the virtual part of the metaverse, like, tell me why. why I would also so be, Daryl, just so you know, I'm not, I'm not an accountant, but just kind of reading about it and and hearing from my own accountant and stuff like that too i think you also have to be careful buying nfts um again you know what what type of gains so if you if you go if you if i want to buy an nft and it's half a million dollars and i have a half a million dollars and i go buy half a million dollars of crypto and then i go take that crypto and buy half a million dollar nft i didn't have any gains so it's not like i'm gonna be incurring any tax but if I bought $100,000 worth of crypto that um, appreciated to $500,000 worth of crypto, I have a $400,000 gain. When I transfer that out of Bitcoin or Ethereum or whatever into an NFT, I have to realize I realize those gains. I have to pay the tax. So there is there is a lot of things that are complicated. It's it's much simpler. Uh, I, got money. I bought the says the Canadian uh, the Canada Revenue Agency. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Read about it. Read up on crypto taxation. But who can, it's, it's, we're not even talking about tax. We're talking about new technologies that allow. I agree. I'm just. I'm just saying. Why not just hold on to the crypto? Why? If if I'm bullish on crypto, why ever realize that gain? Why don't I just hang on to my Bitcoin for another twenty years? Why? Why? Why go into an NFT? Because sure. NFTs are more volatile than crypto. That's crazy stuff right now. What we're seeing. 100 People that are in is, Bitcoin are not doing it. For the most part, I don't think as like uh, uh, speculative play, they're like all in Bitcoin. They think it's going to be the next reserve currency and they want to hold it, but they need something to do with it. Like, what? wouldn't it be amazing to at least be able to buy real estate with those gains? Like you got all I, these I, people. I love, I love your enthusiasm, Daryl. What I are think they? It's wonderful. But what are they, what are they going to do with all that? Even in 20 years? When why it's why do people more? buy art? I think I think why it's do people a buy bars of value? Gold? Why do I have a bars of silver in my freaking drawer right. piled up? Why? What am I doing with it? Well, it used to be valuable, but now now that there's Bitcoin, nobody really cares about gold and silver and that kind it's, of thing. It's it's what it is, you know. It's, so it's I, it's an. It's asset. supposed to be. It's supposed to be like property. Bitcoin. It's supposed to be a hedge against inflation, which silver has not been no. very helpful lately. No, right? neither is gold. They're neither useless. is any of my crypto. Well, no, nothing is at the moment. Everything's shit. Don't but come like, to me to, for investment advice. I, I nail it out of the park two out of 10 times. The other eight, leave me alone. But even your generation, which I don't think is the same as mine, but your generation is... Well, you can't have me. I'm too old. I'm too wise for your generation. No, but seriously, your generation would definitely buy a new condo now online for 400, 500,000 if they could. Yeah. Wouldn't they just press a button and like 
I just bought a car. My I just bought my my wife. She wanted a new car. It took me many years to agree to it, but I finally gave in, and we bought it online through a company called Clutch, and they sent me all these reports. They sent me pictures with little minor imperfections, and the guy dropped it off at my house with everything taken care of, license plate and all, and he said, "You got ten days to bring it back. You get all your money back." And the car ended up being good, so we kept it. We shopped from our living room for a car. For a used car, you're talking. It was a used car. You could buy new ones too. No, oh, but that's crazy. New car, so, new cars have been doing that forever. But this is an online. They don't have a showroom. So I they remember, don't. I remember way, way back when the internet started and eBay was picking up steam, and I bought this like um, course from this guy who was teaching people how to make money on eBay. Yeah, and I never, I guess, applied myself properly to that course. But I did, I did, I did listen and watch it. And what I found interesting was that the guy, he started in a business that was pool tables and he was like, and everybody was like, like, who the hell's going to buy a pool table on eBay? Like, you got to ship that. That That's like, that sounds like a real pain in the ass. Anyways, the guy made like millions of dollars selling pool tables on eBay. Right. So it's like two years ago, nobody even used Amazon that was like older than me. Right now, everybody like can't live without Amazon. And eventually, if all you had to do was like the same thing you would do in a sales center, but you could do it online and you could press buy now who like there's a whole group of people that will do that. And there's got to be a whole group of developers that will adopt that. Construction is is the only thing that would look like that. We saw some virtual purchases, but like. Anybody who says that they're going to sell your home virtually or, you know, going to get somebody to like buy your house virtually based on a virtual tour or something like that, you're leaving money on the table. I'm I'm 100% convinced. Yeah, the resale market's not easy to do this and it's not easy to actually do the whole transaction because the whole thing of buy now is not just that the money transfers hands. It's that like all those little processes that you got to pay a lawyer to do or an accountant to do or a realtor to do or a brokerage to do all those things when you press buy now happen they just happen right that's what the market people do them well no they need someone takes care of it something has to take care of it It doesn't have to be someone look i i you know what daryl like i support your dream okay i support your dream it's just very far away. Still. It's very far away still. I think it's a little closer than than most people might think, but I mean, it still will have to be adopted. And now we're yeah. going into lockdowns part. Uh, where are we? Seventy three. I don't know. What year is it? Where am I? <laughs> it's almost twenty twenty two though. That's twenty twenty two. We're in. Yeah. Lo- we're about to lock down again. Happy yeah. New Year. Happy so we're Christmas. In, let's just talk quickly about the Toronto real estate market. We are in the holiday season right so we've got some offer dates i think monday tuesday but that'll be that'll be the end of it right anything happening yeah oh yeah definitely there's tons of people out there still buying and or like bully offers are coming in everybody's you know trying to trying to get all over any new listings coming on the market or people waiting the one that that i had coming up on uh this week ended up uh needing a roof repair so we've pushed it to january actually two roof repairs the one guy was supposed to be doing it today it's snowing um so he's going to come up in january uh, you can't do anything about it. Buyers are just really not, there's not many options out there, right? So um, depending on their situation, right now is the time to get deals. 
like so, Monday, Tuesday will be the last couple of days of the offer days and people will then start to settle down. There might be a few over the holidays, but there's way less people out there right now. If you're thinking about buying, uh, now's your chance, right? Now's your chance to be able to actually get a property that might be sitting on the market. People are, people are stressed. They don't want to, uh, you know, continue to sell their homes. It's a hot market. If they're still on the market, I know what they're thinking. They're thinking, Oh my God, like how everybody's selling and I'm not, that creates a lot of stress, a lot of pressure. So going to make an offer on a seller's property has been sitting on the market 30, 60, 90 days or more. Now's the time to do it. Make those offers, drop it 10%, whatever you want, whatever you think is reasonable, see what they say. Right. Definitely going to be some deals out there over the next couple of weeks. Cause January is going to be crazy. January is going to be crazy. There's going to be a lot of listings. So there'll be a lot of activity, but there's going to be a ton of people looking to still get into housing. There was lineups and, uh, of people this month in December, like lineups of people. And a few of them put the brakes on, but they'll be back in January. The at the end of uh, this, what was the stats? Uh, November stats. Uh, we had like 6,000 active listings. Uh, would you say that that's going to go half. Like, remember the, go the, down? Oh, no, in January it'll go up. But right no, now. No, no. So when we see December stats, is it going to be lower than 6,000? Down. down. Whoa. Down. Oh, it's it's so far down. Like it's it's ridiculously far down. When I'm looking in some of the areas, it's just like there's nothing out there. There's like a handful of listings, right? Wow. And all the ones that have been sitting are starting to get offers and stuff. So it's pretty impressive uh, what uh, what now, January you, is going to be like. What, what's always on my mind lately is the and I don't see anybody talking about this at all. And it's yeah. what is the effect of Evergrande and China's real estate market going to be on everybody? Like everybody's just kind of like about it. We saw we the issue. talked about it, but no, yeah. we didn't we didn't come up with anything. And Daniel we, Foch had the research down. He just yeah. like nailed what it. What did out he of the park. say? I don't remember. It was basically going to be at best like neutral. If anything, it's going to help us because neutral. Yeah. At the anything okay. at, at the best, uh, you know, neutral. But if anything, it'll help us because um Investors will be like, well, I'm not going to put my money into China. I'm going to put it somewhere else in a more stable country. Like more the stable of country that's at the top of every bubble list on the planet. That's good. It means people want it. It's a demand, demand place to be. But the amount of companies going bankrupt in China, like the amount of developers underwater is like, whoa, <laughs> those guys have been in a bubble. They've been in a bigger bubble. But they're not like... They're seriously like they must have all just had blinders on because it was like... We're all buying these. No one's living in them. Yeah. We're all pretty sure that they're not even finishing them. Um, nothing to see here. Let's I'm, just I'm gonna, keep this I'm going to say something that's like a little bit edgy. Like it's a little like uh, not it's unsettling to say, but I'm going to say it anyways. Um, there are a group of Chinese investors. Okay. That are um, known in throughout Canada. I know the Canadian market more than, than ever that, overpay for properties and do foolish things and make decisions that nobody thinks is the right decision. And years later, we find out there's one building near me that I want to bring to you as a development. But I found out a Chinese company bought it for like 5 million in the 80s. It's still not even worth that over 30 years later because of they bought it at the height of the market. And we're talking about in Canada. So imagine all those same group of Chinese buyers they have in China who must be paying for properties that are way overpriced or totally crazy uh, their performers based on what they think they're going to be able to build right it's just the ponzi scheme is insane something's going on I don't like, know what, nobody, what it is they don't but... even rent them like they just buy them to sit there yeah and they know so, it like they're not they're, 
it is like someone someone took a course. They took a course and they only watched three of the eight volumes. How to buy real estate with your own money and flush <laughs> it down the toilet. <laughs> the first three volumes were about buying the real estate, yeah. but the other five volumes were about what to do with the yeah. real estate afterwards. So, so if they're asking $350,000 and you have $400,000 in savings, you should just give it all to them and hold. You can't lose. You can't lose. You'll get that. You'll get it. And then in like eight years, they're going to knock the building down. Yeah. Look, and there's every, like every, there's investors like this in every market of every type and every nationality. I'm not saying that, but there happens to be very consistently a, a group of uh, Chinese investors in Canada who do this in all part in every province, like that big one in Nova Scotia where they bought like thousands of acres. And then now basically are just like, oh, I guess we can't build a resort down here. And they've lost like tens or hundreds of millions of dollars. What are you guys doing? Why, why we, are you? We sold a deal in Midland, Port McNichol. It was yeah. like, it, it was to actually build like a port for, for yeah, yeah, yeah. like, uh, uh, like private boats and to like have a, a what's a, a marina there. Yeah. And there was all this land around it. And they were like, there was these grand plans and yeah. we ended up selling it to a Chinese group who is no longer with us. Uh, they didn't die. They, they just, they're, well, they died. basically died. Yeah. But years ago before, but soon as, I don't know if you know about the, the, the three red lines policy and, and that's basically what's, what's kind of bring China's like doing it on purpose. Like China as a government is doing what everybody on the internet says our government should do. They exploded their real estate market before yeah. it exploded itself. And they made yeah. a few years ago, this three red lines policy that yeah. it basically is new guidelines for borrowing for developers. Yes. And, and new rules on leverage basically. And yeah. so what happened is all of the real estate developers in China were like, uh Oh, um, uh, this is not good. I don't think we have enough time to unwind this thing. And yeah. they, they started trying to unwind it by being more profitable in like other ventures that had nothing to do okay, with real yeah, estate. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I know, I know they tightened up rules. I never heard the three red line things. That's they what it was called. Basically their, um, they exposures. changed. Yeah. 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 And so now, but this was by design. And so in the States and in Canada, what happens is there's a bailout for all these corporations to keep everything afloat so that nobody goes down. And China was like, Probably strategically, we should go down first, recover while they're all going down, and at least ours buy them is out. planned. Ours is planned. Yeah. When, when the states goes down, it, it will be a disaster, and it will yeah. be so propped up and so far down the road that like it's going to be a mess that can't be unwound. But if they would have done what China's doing, they can unwind the thing. They got to pop the pin, but they just keep pumping more money and pumping more money in yeah. a mess. It's a mess. So for now, Toronto real estate show, the we, metaverse. we're okay. We're but okay. in the metaverse, <clears throat> none of this is a factor. I mean, it could go up, it could go down, but why not? You, why, why is the metaverse not a factor? Because it's in its infancy. If you buy something now and you're smart about it, I mean, if you don't know what you're doing, don't do it. Okay. But like these what are about being, the dot com, dot com bubble. Internet and in its infancy. That's why I'm saying money, 
the stock's lost know, like ninety eight percent. Yeah, you. That's why, like, you don't bet the farm on Shiba Inu, right? No, no, or, but don't. Or monkey faced with cigar hanging out his face. And oh, none of this stuff. None of it. It's silly right now. It's but silly. but yeah. behind the okay, the NFT is yeah. not just the artwork that I we get it. see no, I'm, with I'm a with you, monkey I'm with, with a cigar. I know NFTs and smart contracts are what's yes. going to change and revolutionize the planet, right? 100%. And this is where we need to focus. And that's why I'm saying, like, it's great to be able to buy something with Bitcoin and it's super cool. And you can attract the market and say, hey, all you Bitcoiners that want to buy some real estate, I can help you yeah. by facilitating the transaction. But they're not doing anything different. It's like, Hey, all of you Iranians, like I can launder your money from Iran over here. They don't I'll do help. that. But it's the same thing if they did. If they yeah. did do that, it's yeah. it's similar. Yes. But when allegedly. real estate, when real allegedly similar, but yeah. when you can friction frictionlessly buy a condo. Ching, and all the shit happens in the background that needs to happen. Or you can buy a house. Psing, and all the shit that happens in the background just sing happens. Yes. How real estate is like going bananas. And trust me, there's plenty of people working on this right now, including what you said uh, or what we learned earlier, the, the real estate board. Now they're, they're going to fuck it up. But, and, and I don't know if it's the first person, bless you, the first person that does this that's going to win or make all the money like there's a lot of people working on it a lot of people are going to screw it up royally and it's super hard to pull off what needs to be pulled off right yeah. so so but that's that's what's in, interesting not just being able to pay with some other currency i mean what the fuck is new about that yeah i'm going to use an example here and it's just the one that came to mind uh legalizing weed right colorado maybe California, I don't know, Washington. I think there were some states down in the States, right? That did it. And it was all like, you know, trying to figure it out and all that kind of stuff. Right. But, and it was real taboo, right? It was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that they're doing that. And then all of a sudden it became a little bit more mainstream. And then the government was like, Hey, why are we not doing this? Right. The Canadian government said, Oh, okay. You know what? It's working for them. The crime. I, I don't know the studies, but things seem like they're not falling apart. Let's legalize it too. And so far, I mean, they these weed shops are filling you know, useless commercial retail spaces that nobody else wants that are overpriced all over the city. They're great, right? They're absolutely great for landlords, for sure. <laughs> you know, they're great for until landlords. they're not, until, until a bunch of them disappear, yeah. right? And overnight, so all their funding gone. is gone, and they realize right? that that was a bankrupt venture. But, One day, um, that, that'll be the headlines. So there'll be a state who who says we are going to amend the legislation for our land registry, however their title uh, transfers work, right? And they'll fix some of the kinks and then it'll be maybe widely adopted by a more populous state like California or, or whatever. And then I'll probably Texas. That's Elon's down in Texas. That'll be Texas first. And then Florida. it'll go into somewhere, Florida, everything happens. Florida will fuck it up first. But that's what's going to happen is then Ontario can look at it and say, because it is provincially regulated and say, hey, you know what? We've learned from these other places. Let's implement our own strategy to be able to make this something that everyone can benefit from because it does make sense, right? Real estate lawyers will not like it, but. They will if they're of, a partner in the in one of the firms that like does a good job of it. Yeah. 
lawyers one piece of the puzzle. One, There's a one lot part of people of, that won't like this, but that's the point. That's the Brian point. Brian Serhant's article there was know your customer uh, rules. So we've got FinTrack. So FinTrack is the anti uh, proceeds of crime, money laundering, and terrorist financing act, and that's what is trying to regulate who's buying what property and all that kind of stuff. You know, we want to make sure that well, we, we know in Canada they're money doing a wonderful job. They've caught zero people. Literally, FinTrack <laughs> came in 2008, and zero people have been caught because of okay. that. That's the stats you that I got. You go left, I'll go right. No, Ready? this is what this is how it works, Daryl. So, Daryl, hey, you'd you like to buy? Back. There's only one. You'd of like them. to buy some real estate today? Is is that? Is that what you'd like to do? Yes, but I only have Bitcoin from selling cocaine. Is well, that okay? Are you, well, let's just start again before you, you know, tell me too much. I just want to know. Oh. Are oh, you is that a, too much? Are you a are you a terrorist? No. Are these uh, is this transaction uh, the, the funds for this transaction uh, from the proceeds of crime? Um, no. Okay. Is there any money laundering going on right now? Uh, no. Okay, good. All right. Let's do this transaction because I'm going to get paid a commission or you're going to invest the money with the, our bank or you're going to be able to you know, buy my boat that no one else wants to buy. Let's do it. I'm good with this. Good. There you go. That's the system. <laughs> Seriously. Right. I know. Yeah. Nobody's been caught. Oh, so. and crypto's not changing that game. No. So that's the issues will be how to ensure that we don't allow the wrong people to buy real estate because Imagine if I'll just use a a, a random. You Hold know, on. Imagine if we were really Taliban. trying that. Imagine but... if the Taliban was able to buy, right, like a serious piece of real estate in Toronto, and they owned that real estate. It was like a strategic piece of real estate that you know they, they ended up getting to own because of this type of uh, system in place. Probably not a, a good a good thing for us, right? And how would we know it's them? Well, we won't. Is this is this is this but if the, they showed the up same the Bin Laden? Meetings. Is this is this really say Bin Laden on here? Yeah, I wish I knew someone who's still alive. Name, but yeah, his do they really want to pay in barrels of oil? Is this? Yeah. Do, am I reading this right? He wants uh, forty-seven crates Ash? of AK forty-seven <laughs> ammunition dropped off at his doorstep so, but okay. okay so the point is is that uh it's not a safe way to transact if there no. isn't this overseeing uh committee or which what, what right are they? now currently right is now doing a good is working. job and so perfectly. therefore at least the government's happy with it therefore if you only allow a crypto transaction to happen and everything else happened the same way it protects uh the system from fraud Right. And that's and that's what they're trying to do. Also, there is issues with fraud as far as uh, claims on property. I understand the blockchain. I understand the record keeping you know, benefits of it, but the governments don't. And we all know how things can be uh, manufactured or duplicated. And, need and younger people, rate. younger people leading, leading locally and at the highest levels. We need younger, open-minded people that are going to change things. You can't have older people that don't understand all this stuff. Like, okay, honestly, uh, last week I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm talking to my dad, and my dad is like, this is all way too over my head. Like, this is too much for me. I'd rather die than figure out all this technology. And I was like, but, you know, your parents felt like that 
25, 30 years ago too, right? Like all the crazy technology you guys had, right? And I'm already starting to feel like I don't really understand how things work totally anymore, right? Like, and this is a generational thing. You're not supposed to have the older people dictating what is going on because they're fucking out of it. We got 70, Dinosaurs. yeah, we got 70, 80 year old yeah. politicians. I'm, I'm included in that dinosaur list. Well, but you, I mean, I'm a dinosaur trying to hang on. Let's just make a, a really, I'm going to make a point here, Daryl, that you're going to agree with. Okay. Daryl and I were Clearly. playing a game. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. You're going to agree with this one. <laughs> Daryl and I were playing a game. What was it called? After the fall? Yeah. In VR. So we yeah. go and play this game. First time ever. So we bring his son who is 15. Yeah. And he's a whiz. Okay. So Daryl never and I, played it before either. The, he's never played it before, but at like the hardest part in the game, and Daryl and I get offed real quick. We're dead. And, and, you know, no one's there to bring us back to life. And there's like 200 plus zombies and all sorts of stuff that totally annihilated Daryl and I and his son single handedly went and beat every single one of them with all sorts of little tactics. And in the end, got us back alive and onto the next level. Like he just understands things differently. My nine-year-old does things better than me with, with technology right. in certain areas that I will never be able to, to, to match his skill because of how it's ingrained into him. So as much as you and I want to try to catch up, the younger generation will just have a, a step ahead of us, you know, for, from here on. Cause it's right? a different game. It's like all yeah. these older NBA players saying, that all the new guys couldn't fucking make it back in our day. And not because they're better or worse. It was just a totally different game. Like you, it's like a, a new NHL or playing in the old NHL. Like if somebody body checked one of these new guys, the way that they used to check, Cross they're fucking to the face. dead. It's yeah. over. I'm a $20 Bobby, million Bobby Clark, dollar asset. Philadelphia Don't Flyer, hit me. Just like, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Fucking dead, brain dead yeah. in one game. It's a yeah. different game. And it's the same thing now. Look. My brain was programmed to have a crosshair thing and two buttons, mm. right? And then when the third button came on, in on the Sega Genesis, that was too, that was already enough. I rarely used the third button. I came up with okay. ways. The Sega Gen, forget it. That that's when I gave up, right? Yeah. That's when I gave up. When everything came and every finger had to do anything, and my brain had to work at the same time. That's why I don't play poker. I'm good with numbers, but I'm not fast enough to figure out what's going on. And by the time I figure out if I have a hand, I already look like an idiot and I'm still not sure that I even have a hand. I'm done. Yeah. But it's the mm. same thing in like games and the world and technology. My wife, it's all stupid. It's ruining the world. The way that I can't wait until something comes and kills the internet. And that's how... I mean, my wife is old. She's my my generation. That's how we're supposed to feel, right? She's not too old. She's you, just older. You say that, Daryl. But but this is this is the women thing. don't age. This is exactly why I know that I'm on to something because the next generation wants it quick, easy, fluid, and no horseshit. And they need to eliminate all those steps because the government's not. If you saw the performa for the for for the property. How much, like we just had a cost consultant do like real today numbers. Okay. Just as a, just as a fun, a fun thing to do, a, a fun way to waste $5,000. Right. Yeah. But just to see if we were right or, or how much things had There's changed money to be since made. the yeah. last time we did it yeah. and the amount of money 
per square foot that goes into just government fees and section 37 bribes and parkland dedications and it, it it's insane and then when you add to it all of the consulting fees that you have to spend for people that may or may not know any better than you do okay but they like are considered an expert or like somebody i don't know it's yeah, a bunch of to sign the, the traffic study like honestly yeah. we're adding 430 cars here like you think there's an impact no impact oh yeah. this is good I could have paid them to say that there was an impact too if I wanted an impact. It's all horseshit. But I got to pay $40,000 for that. So guess who pays it? That's a thousand bucks a unit right there just went up, right? Yeah. On and on and on. So we, we need to eliminate something somewhere. And what's easier? You can't eliminate. Can you eliminate the government? Hmm. Mm. Okay. Hmm. Mm. Mm. Who's ever thought about that before? Well, let's talk about the Bank of England. Okay. Bank of England just raised their interest rates for the first time. First major economy to raise In their interest rates since the pandemic started. Yeah, and everybody's going to follow suit soon. Everybody's like warning, soon we're going to we're going to do it. So this soon. is what happens. Bank mm. of Canada or Bank of England raises their rates, right? Their bond rates go up. And what do we do? Okay. What do we do? We all sit so here now and watch and see what bond happens. Bond investors are going to say, "Hey, why am I going to go and buy Canadian or US dollar bonds when I can go and buy the pound, right? Because I'm going to get a better return on those on those short and long-term yield bonds, right? Mm. The Fed, they've got inflation down there. That's like, I don't know how many percent now, right? But like the official uh, inflation number- In the States? In the States? In the States, yeah. Like six so, something, I think they're saying? Ex exactly. So they're going to end up doing the same thing. So what is Canada going to do? What We're going to just sit back and let everybody else's currencies get more valued. And then we have less buying power when we start trading with like our biggest trading partners. No, we've got no choice. Debt or not, or, or government debt or no government debt. We're going to have no choice to follow suit what's going on in the world. It's not going to be, uh, you know, up to us. And the governments are going to be raising those rates. But the markets are already absorbing those those rate hikes why how, how do you say that well everybody just said uh okay inflation is here to stay it's probably mm -hmm. going to get worse and we're raising rates so what does the market do it reacts to that okay. assuming that stock, that's stock what's going to happen stock yeah. markets sure yeah. and, and so what else happens everybody starts buying like crazy before the rates real estate up, market right? yep right uh, and and probably anybody that's thinking about starting a business that needs an investment or a loan is also mm -hmm. like, fuck, we Nailing better get down. on this shit because mm -hmm. I don't want to pay a quarter point more or half a point more later. Yeah. Right. So, 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 I mean, it's going to, inflation is going to go crazy now until somebody else raises their rates. Now throw onto it the Omicron virus which is running rampant across the world everywhere now. Crazy and how many things I've had canceled. Like, it's, my parents it's, just canceled their trip. They were going to go to Mexico. Yeah. Um, and, and now, I mean, if you were having a wedding, you have to chop the amount of people in half. Yeah. That sucks. Or yep. cancel that again. All, I, I'm reading about uh, restaurants that are closing like ahead of having to be closed because it just doesn't work at half. Our gym did 50%, 40%. 
It doesn't work just, at just, those just numbers, get ahead. right? Yep, just, just to, to get, get ahead. ahead. But they're gonna, well. they're gonna wind down again. So what's that gonna yeah. do? Is our interest rates actually gonna go up if we're in the middle of lockdowns all over the place again? Or what does that do? So they're gonna maybe have interest no rates are gonna go up, but they're gonna keep pumping money into the system by buying bonds again. Fed just reduced their bond buying by like, I didn't even know what it was, 60, 60%. I know, but now we have a, a pandemic. Yeah. There's there's a new pandemic. And this one doesn't work so good with the vaccines. According They're to the latest more, numbers. You gotta just give out, they just have to give out more vaccines. More vaccines. We need a booster. More vaccines for everybody. You get a vaccine, you get a vaccine. Everybody, everybody get vaccine. vaccine boosters that aren't formulated yep. for this new virus. Go! Go. Or you're Boost. all going to die. Boost so it either up. Either way, either way, it's... Um, why it's wouldn't you want to live show. in the metaverse? It's the Toronto real you see, estate You see, you see? But hold on a sec. Okay, so people are going to buy a place in Toronto that is yeah. 300 square feet downtown for, yeah. uh, let's say, $380,000. And that's a, that's a deal. Trust me. Okay? Mm -hmm. So they're going to buy that. And they're going to have nothing other to, to do but fold the bed up, fold the table up, put on some goggles, and go somewhere that they can afford right? Go somewhere where they don't live in 300 square feet and they don't have to fold up their bed and they have a pool and they have friends that are cool. Not like, like the real you. world friends. No, <laughs> no. Yeah. But this is, this is what's going to be. And people are going to want to be somewhere where, where, okay, you know what? I can save up and I can like get 450 square feet or I can buy a place in this fucking crazy metaverse. And, and it may not compute to me, and it may not compute to you, and it may not compute to most of our audience, but I guarantee you it's computing to a ton of people, a ton of people. And, and as you're able to do other interesting things in the metaverse, that thing's going to blow up even crazier. There'll be more reasons to go there. But I think the only people who should be buying into the metaverse right now are the people who made the money from the metaverse initially. Okay. So, no, or just people that are fully ready to lose the money a hundred percent. But that's what I mean. So you got, you earned a bunch of crypto, you know, you did really well, uh, you know, based on the last 18 months of, of your life and, and, and things that you were investing in, go ahead, splurge, put it all into NFTs and buying real estate in the metaverse and all that kind of stuff too. No problem. But imagine. The truth is though, the truth is, Daryl, is that there's a lot of wealth that was created over the last, I guess it's almost two years now, right? A lot of wealth was created. There's also going to be the greatest loss of wealth over the next few years because of all these things, right? Look at some of, there's some really nice growth stocks that were are down 50, 60% in 2021. Crazy. Because they went really? up 300, 400, 500% in 2020, right? So there's these, who all gets these killed? people. There's a ton, but there's a ton of people getting killed because of these type of things. Real estate. I don't know when it's going to go down. I'm bullish. I'm to the moon. Here we go. But I know eventually there'll be some sort of correction where there'll be a bunch of people who get hurt and, and, sure. and, and equities will be evaporated and people will be stuck with houses that are underwater. I know that's going to happen eventually. I just don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. Same thing with the, the, the metaverse and all the assets that are being bought in the metaverse right now. The exact same thing happens. It happens in every market. It always will happen. It will never stop happening. People are going to get killed. 
and they're going to be annihilated with their money. And so by the money that I put in, I can lose. I'm a hundred percent. It goes down to zero. I'm like, no problem. Life goes on. Right. But anybody who's going to be buying these large ticket items, I can only imagine who these people are, but uh, you know, they're not, they're not buying them uh, you know, uh, with their last, their last, you know, paychecks here. I, I can promise you that these are big players who are, who have been spending the kind of money that we've been seeing on uh, NFTs and virtual real estate. Yeah. So we have a company. Okay. So here we have Nike who bought a yes. plot of land in Decentraland. Yeah. And, and what are they going to do? They're going to use it as some kind of a portal to their website probably. And they're going to sell shoes and they're going to yep. sell NFT shoes <clears throat> to people that can people wear like them. shoes. Yeah. So let's go back in time and imagine that we could have authentically owned the first pair of skates that, that uh, Wayne Gretzky wore. Sure. And we could own those and we could authenticate that, right? Great. But so, so now you have the first virtual Nike Air NFT designed for the metaverse that is able to be purchased by one person. Yes. And, and just like that $5 million building that the Chinese investors bought in the 80s, that's still not worth $5 million today. Probably. It's probably very close, but we're talking 30 years later. Eventually, that asset will end up appreciating to the point that you get your money back. But when they bought that, I think it was in the mid to late 80s, when they bought that asset, it probably cut down to $2 million at one point in the 90s, and it completely lost all value, a majority of it. So the same thing is going to happen with NFTs. There will be a time when everybody realizes that there's more NFTs out there than we thought there would be. And yes, the first Nike shoe NFT that was Air Force Ones, whatever, is going to start getting more value again as they make other Air Force One NFTs, but it's not going to be the first one. You're going to have the first one and that's right. going to bring that's going to bring value but it'll be that cycle and if you need to get out of that nft at some point because of your situation and you need to sell this part of the cycle that's those are the guys who get killed right but, so but this is the beautiful thing and this is this is what made my head explode the art of the nft is like the tiny it's like the tip of the iceberg on this whole thing the, the idea of having a contract that has everything necessary baked into it for both parties that at the click of a button transacts whatever, whether it be just a picture of an NFT or a 3D version of a car, shoe, car rental agreement, a car rental agreement, an insurance yep. agreement, a deed to a house, whatever. This is like fundamental to the future. It's inevitable to the future. 100%. And like, I want to grab on and ride this wave because this is definitely like a gigantic wave. And yeah, it'll be crazy. There'll be booms and busts. It'll be super volatile. But like the, the ones in the space that are onto something are going to be like, they're going to, they're going to live through the hell and, and the, the ups and downs, and they're going to make something like any other business, but this is where it's going automation and cutting out the middle guys and frictionless everything easy and getting all the real info imagine like the transparency 
but it's going to take a hell of a long time for it to be fully adopted by everyone universally, right? Tokenization will be massive. It'll be, it'll be a movement that is going to be, you know, completely revolutionary for the world we know. It's just, it's only being created right now. It's only something, the concept is only being understood. It's only something that the highest level people are, are, are just starting to work on who are really knee deep in this space. But for it to take over, just like the internet did, what was, what's the timeline? Okay, from the time that the internet was created, web version 1.0, how long was it until it was adapted? I don't think it ever over happened until web 2.2. No, no, no. 2.0, people weren't on the internet until... Uh, social media 90s 90s no no, no. no so no people were on the internet back then businesses Cats, different types of stuff. rooms and stuff people were on there. what i'm what i'm saying is now everybody's on the internet oh yeah everybody's on the internet because of web 2.0 because of social media because of the connectivity connectivity that, sure that we've been able to establish the marketing opportunity but there was a ton of people who were not a part of web 1.0. They would, they would have never gone on the internet to be able to look at something that, you know, was available on in the yellow pages or a phone book or calling 411 or, uh, you know, and e- like that, write a letter instead of an email. There was a huge group of the population who did not take part. And so web 2.0 would have been around 2008, 2009. Uh, probably 2007 than that. 2006? 2006 Facebook was created 2005 Facebook, or I think yeah yeah so 2006 we'll say and and the internet came about I think in the early 90s well no it started in the 70s but it became adopted okay. in the 90s what about Yahoo and Google 90s yeah right? they're like 90s okay so 16 years before the mainstream population was was willing to accept and I'd say between 16 and 25 years before the mainstream population was willing to accept this is just a part of life. I better get on it. I better, I'm, I'm lost. I need FaceTime to see my grandkids. I need to have, you know, some Facebook so that I can get their photos. I need to have, you know, email to be able to communicate with my friends. Otherwise I'm missing out 15 to 25 years. So that's my guess. And it got accelerated by this pandemic, right? Like it would have taken even longer for web web 3.0. Well, we're not in web 3.0 really yet. We are. We're starting. It's just starting. It's like the tiny, tiny, tiniest little surface scratch right now. But so still, Web 2.0 is going. 2.0 is 15 years until 3.0 is created. So my guess is 15 years before this is going to be something that is really widespread. Yes, and I you've will heard be... it here. You've heard it here first, folks. I, I think things TK, move a little expert faster analysis now. of but future things... guidelines. Things move faster than they did 15 years ago, 30 years ago. So I think yeah. it will actually come a, a, a lot quicker than you think. Um, but again, like the, the macro beautiful idea where there's this frictionless, easily transferable uh, land or, or houses or basically anything that's fully adopted by anyone and everyone, that's a, that's a long time coming. And that's going to take countries like countries all to get on the same page this is the buzzword the buzzword right now for me listening to all these shows and and podcasts is interoperability 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 and that's the big fuck up (laughs) that's the buzzword but that's not the buzzword that's the problem you have 
That's that's the that's the that's the goal. TK, it's the goal. Yeah. It is definitely one million percent the goal. But you know what's yeah. funny? Yeah. Nobody is working towards the goal. They're Who would? All, Why would well, you? Google owns the internet. Why the heck would they want to have anybody else in that space? The way that the Chinese government has restricted the entire country of China to what they see and what they're allowed to access proves that the, the, the internet is not as open as we all think it is. It is not the World Wide Web. It's the web that we want you to see wherever you're located based on what we think is good for you. That's what the internet is. Even YouTube, we are not on an open platform right now. Only the smartest, brightest, bravest, and most willing uh, listeners get to hear our podcast. Everybody else has to wait in line. As they should. As they should. <laughs> so. But this is, this is what, uh, but 2.0, I feel, is just getting going. Like Amazon is the ultimate 2.0 company. Right. Even Tesla, like these are 2.0 companies order but, online. It shows up at your house, but that's 3. the 3.0 element what is, is that there's that there's this connectivity between the worlds. I'm, I'm clicking a button oh, the and there's a guy at my door that day. That's 2.0. The 3.0 is you're in it. You're in it. When you go to a website, you're not Going onto a 2D screen, you're going my into profile, a website. My profile on Amazon, right? It's becoming that I disagree with you on this one, 3.0, because my profile, my my orders, my lists of of regular purchased items are all being uh, recorded as this online profile. That you know, TK Butler is this person online, and he is he he exists in the online space. And these are the things TK likes. This is where he lives. This is where you got to bring him. These are the times he wants things. That's to me what 3.0 is. I could be wrong. <laughs> that will be integrated into 3.0. So when you're walking in the mall with your AR glasses and it already knows what you're into, mm. when you walk in the mall, it's going to go, Hey, TK, like you need some more protein powder. Go to GNC and here's your some. coupon. Boom. Yeah. Boom. And you're going to go, oh, thanks for the coupon. And you're going to have this virtual coupon that when you go into the GNC, you're going to go, um, this thing just jumped out of the wall and gave me this coupon. I need <laughs> some, I need some powder. They have, um, they have those fridges, right? The fridges that know when you're running low on stuff yeah. and they oh, can yeah. actually order it. But you're going to be like, do I need powder? I think maybe I do need powder. Shit, I better get yeah. some powder. Now I got this coupon. Wow, that was amazing. And then after you buy the, the, the powder, you're going to go back out into the middle of the mall and it's going to be like, hey, TK, look over here. Yeah. We know you need some new underwear. chic, gigantic <laughs> condoms, right? <laughs> you're running low you better go yep. over to the pharmacy here's a coupon yep. and then you're like did anybody else see that what the hell just happened there no no do you i go over there and buy them those gigantic just quietly you know what i didn't realize everybody knew i needed these gigantic condoms but, but it's but it's just that one ai I'm going it. i'm going so we've got a great guest the the the, the planner from the city of toronto is going to be on our show for next sunday it's Ooh. going to be Boxing Day. We're airing it on Boxing Day. Ooh. So that sounds interesting. If you um, have any questions for him, 
put them yeah, in the so comments. We'll be sure if to you got ask questions for a city planner. We're going to be talking to a city planner. Great guy. Uh, we're going to be talking about laneway suites, but we're going to be talking about a lot of other stuff too. We're going to I go read... into detail about different planning uh, rationale from uh, the city's perspective. And of course, Daryl's perspective. I, I read something about planning in the metaverse where people were like, what, what if you just spent like a million dollars on this plot of virtual land and somebody puts like big Pokemon statue up in the land beside you? Who's going to regulate those things? And what's to stop me from buying like three square feet and putting up eight billion stories? Yeah. Good point. Yeah. So we should ask the planner what he thinks about planning in the metaverse. That's a great question. Write it down. So if you haven't, if one, if you're still listening, good for you. Good for you. Congratulations. Are we, Are we running late? I don't know. I think we're at an hour, right? Um, if you are listening on Spotify, go check us out on YouTube. Drop us a comment. We respond to every one of them. We really appreciate you guys. If you're watching on YouTube, like, comment, subscribe. This is what it's all about. This is what keeps Daryl and I doing this. We've been doing this every week now for uh, a while. And we're going to keep on doing it because we love it. We love you. And, and Merry you. Christmas. And you. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Seasons greetings to everybody, all the listeners. Um, we appreciate you guys. It's been an amazing year. And uh, we're looking forward to 2022. We're going to just keep on getting better guests and uh, talking about as much Toronto real estate related stuff. We'll try to stay on topic. I'll try to keep Daryl on topic a little bit more. And uh, we appreciate you guys. Happy holidays, DK. New on Curiosity Stream. Have researchers figured out a mathematical formula for success? A clearer understanding of how success happens could lead us to change the rules. Gain a new perspective on getting ahead. It's science of success. And the U.S. won the space race, but not without help from the Nazis. They were just years ahead of us. Meet NASA's rocket scientists of the Third Reich on the moon landing and the Nazis. Watch now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com.